You know what I was thinking the other day? I was thinking about women and how hot women versus ugly women. Like how big of a difference that makes in your life if you're a woman compared to being a man. Like if you're a hot dude or an ugly dude, you basically have pretty much the same chances at as success at success did i say that right as that's i can't <laughs> my you see what i'm saying my point is hot dudes and ugly dudes not a huge difference between uh the level of success that you can achieve of course you know, if you're a hot dude, maybe it's, I guess you can make an argument that in some avenues of life, it could be more beneficial. But I don't think, you know, in general across the board, it's it comes even close to, 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 to women. Like the different, if you're a woman and you are hot... The, the difference in what you can achieve, I'm not saying you will achieve. I'm not saying you will achieve great things as a hot woman just because you're hot. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying your potential for success is much greater as a hot woman than if you are a dog and, and, and I challenge you to prove me wrong on that. Just imagine, uh, think of all the, the rich, powerful dudes in the world. Not a single one is a smoke show. Not a single one. Like, who's the hottest, big, powerful man that, that you know of? Name one that's hot. And I don't mean like hot relatively speaking. I, no, I mean like objectively hot. Like a hot dude that is super rich and successful that is that way because he's hot and would not be that way if he were not hot. Name one. I can't think of any. Now, think about this. Think about a woman who's hot and a woman who's not. Think about all the extra opportunities given to the... Think about all the shit that hot women get away with that ugly women will never get away with. Think about all the parking tickets, all the traffic tickets that ugly women have had to pay that their hot counterparts have not had to pay. Think about all the drinks that ugly women have had to pay for themselves that hot women have never had to pay for. <laughs> Think about all the jobs that ugly women never got that someone who's less experienced than them but hotter got in their stead. Think about that. You think a hot dude and an ugly dude go to interview for the same job and the ugly dude has 20 years of experience and a sparkling resume 
and the hot dude has like two years of experience and his references are shit. You think the hot dude is going to get the job just because he's hot? Despite the difference in resume? No! No! In what world would that ever happen? That would never happen. However, one could very easily imagine that a hot woman with less experience and not as great of a resume goes in wearing a wearing, you know, a short skirt, low cut top, you know, maybe a little uh like a sexy Hillary Clinton, you know. Like kinda like a pantsuit, except, you know, make it shorter, you know, above the knee, something like that. Some heels. Alright. Um imagine that. You could very easily imagine that she would get the job over someone who looks like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> um just saying. I mean just just think about the difference between genders in terms of you know how much more success you can have with being hot versus not. And it really makes you feel bad for ugly women. Those are the real losers in life. Ugly women. And now there are some ugly women who will be, you know, successful. They'll carve out a nice living for themselves. I'm just saying in general. Like, as a rule. You know, there's always exceptions to the rule. But as a rule, ugly women. Raw deal. So I was also thinking, um, you know, they always, they, they have all this, all this food to, uh, there, there's all this plant-based food that is trying to taste like meat, but there's not a single meat product on the market trying to taste like a vegetable. You ever think about that? And it makes you think, well, why are these plant-based food companies, like Beyond and Impossible, why are they so obsessed with making their products taste like meat? If a vegan diet or a plant-based diet really is superior to a meat or an omnivorous diet, I'm not even going to say a meat-based diet, I'm just going to say an omnivorous, and I shouldn't even have to give it that label. It should just be a diet. A diet. <laughs> why, why, does, why does the food that your body biologically evolved to be able to thrive on over hundreds of thousands, even millions of years, if you include our pre-hominid ancestors, that your body became fine-tuned to be able to operate off of, why do we have to, why does that have to carry the burden of a label? Okay, so, so, you ever thought about why meat companies aren't trying to make their food taste like plants? You know why? It's because people fucking love the taste of meat. You know why people fucking love the taste of meat universally across the board? You know why? With a few exceptions, of course, to the rule, just like the ugly women. There are a few exceptions to the rule, okay? But as a general 
law across the land, of which there are a few exceptions to, everyone loves the taste of meat. And a lot of people love the taste of vegetables. But if meat and vegetables really are equal, or, take a step further, if vegetables are superior to meat, then why the fuck are all the plant-based companies trying to make their plant food taste like meat? Because they know no one will fucking buy it if it doesn't. Name one meat company trying to make their burgers taste like broccoli. Not a single fucking one. Why? Because no one would buy it and they would go out of business. Well, Justin, you're ignorant. Justin, you're ignorant. That is such a dumb conclusion to draw from a very complicated issue involving many moving parts, including many different people from many different backgrounds that eat what they eat for many different reasons. Okay. But you can't point to a single company that wants meat to taste like vegetables. Why can't you just eat vegetables? Why eat the vegetables that taste like meat? Because you like it. You like it. You know you like it. You like the taste. You know why you like the taste is because it's in your DNA. It's hardwired into you to like the taste. You want that. Your body fucking wants it. And you're tricking your body into thinking that you have it when you don't have it. You're tricking your body into thinking it's eating meat. It's not eating meat. So you just do it to make your body stop bitching at you about how you're not getting any meat. Because your body wants meat. Because your body needs meat. But then, why do people who don't eat meat, how are they able to live? Okay, your body doesn't maybe necessarily need meat, but for hundreds of thousands, even millions of years up until this point, including our pre-hominid ancestors, that's what we have run off of. It's kind of like putting ethanol into a car. Will it make the car go? Technically, yes. But is that really what your car was designed to run off of? The answer is no. If you keep giving your car ethanol and not the real thing, its performance is going to suffer. It's not going to be great. And it's going to want the real thing. And you can trick your car into thinking that it's getting the real thing. But it's not going to perform like it's the real thing. And deep down, there's always going to be that lingering need. That want to have the real thing. And you're going to have to fight that desire your entire life. And that's fine. You go ahead. But for the love of God, don't make me feel less than... Because you have chosen to suffer in silence. Hmm. So I have a neighbor that's a cop. And, uh, <laughs> he was, 
Uh, this is going to get me canceled. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Just, uh, I want to preface this with, I don't actually believe this. Okay. This is just a joke. All right. But anyway, so my neighbor, who's a cop, he, he asked me, Hey, did you hear that? Uh, they caught a local sex predator. And I was like, no. And he said, yeah, yeah. The guy drove 900 miles to have sex with a 12 year old. Of course it wasn't a real 12 year old. It was a, it was one of those, uh, Dateline NBC, you know, with, uh, what's his face? Chris something. Was that his name? Where he, he you know, the, the, the pervert shows up to the house. And he's like, come on in, have a seat. <laughs> and the fucking, the fucking idiots always did. They always came in and had a seat. <laughs> you know, the female cop, you know, they'd pick like the smallest little daintiest female cop they could. You know, the one that looked like maybe if we put on like a tight sports bra and pressed her tits down, uh, she might pass for like a minor. And they would always have, have her be like, come on in, I'm making some cookies. <laughs> I'll be right out in a second. Have some sweet tea while you wait. It was like one of those. Anyway, so there was a there was a cop who was pretending online, of course, to be a minor, and uh, said uh, he said, "Yeah, the the guy drove nine hundred miles to have to have sex with a twelve year old." And I said, "God, that's gross." And he was like, "Yeah, I know. Tell me about it." I was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't have drove more than 30. <laughs> He just kind of shook his head. <laughs> he was in the middle of washing his police truck in his driveway. I was like, don't you have like a service for that? Don't you have like a, a car wash you can drive that thing through the city owns or something? Like, can you like swipe your fucking cop card or something? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> We'll see if I cut that out. Maybe I will. I mean, it's good. Like, I, I didn't mean, obviously. Obviously, it was a joke, right? It was a joke. It was, it's just, you know, you know how the woke people are. Oh, fuck it. What are they going to take from me? I got nothing left. Fucking kill me. My whole life is in shambles anyway. That's why I'm recording a podcast in an RV while I drink <laughs> whiskey straight up. I'm not drinking straight out of the bottle. Let's have a glass. I'm just kidding. But it'd be funny if I was drinking whiskeys. But I do have PBR in the fridge. Yeah. Pabst Blue Ribbon. If you don't know what that is, it's because you are classier than I am. Um, so, I was thinking the other day. It sounds like uh, Letter Kenny. This was happening the other day. Um, if you haven't seen Letter Kenny, you should. It's good. Um, so, I was thinking about how ridiculous it is. I've been hearing a lot lately about living every day like it's your last. And I was thinking, really? Do we really want people to live every day like it's their last? 
Like, do we really want everyone to live every day like it's their last and there is no tomorrow? Could you imagine how much fucking chaos there would be in the world if everyone lived every day like it was their last? <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine just what would be going on out in the in the street, in the middle of the street, in, in public? I mean, I feel like people would be shitting on, uh, shitting on homeless people. Uh, people would be having sex, um, you know, in church pews I'd, or something. I don't know. I mean, uh, just think about all the, ca there's many more funny examples. If I spent any time thinking about this, I could probably think about all the crazy things that people would do, like all the mountains of Coke that would be snorted. But my point is, is that, isn't that kind of bullshit? Like, can we just get on, can we get past that part? Like, you should not, no one should live any day like it's their last day. If I lived my, if I lived every day like it was my last, I would be a crumbled up mess sitting in the corner of the room, shivering violently, rocking back and forth with anxiety and paranoia and how sad I am and thinking about all the terrible things from my past that have come back to haunt me and will I still get into heaven I, I like I, that's all I would be that would be awful why would anyone want to do that or you could be on the opposite end where you could, you know, do the mountains of coke off of a hooker's ass in the middle of church. Not that anyone would even be in church. It'd just be an empty building at that point. Everyone would be too busy out shitting on homeless people. But, uh, you know, it's... I just thought that that was really silly. How you, you know, it's, it's really terrible advice. And the only people giving that advice are the people who have no interest in your well-being. Like, they have no dog in the hunt. They're going to tell you that. They're probably like some some uh, self-proclaimed guru you paid money to go on a retreat to talk to, and then they, they, they feed you all this bullshit about living every day uh, like it's your last, and then they make you feel good. Uh, you give them money, they pat you on the head, they send you back on your way, they never see you again, and maybe you, you know, maybe you make something of yourself, uh, maybe you end up sucking a thousand dicks. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, I mean, maybe that's your, that's what you want to do on your last day. Who knows? But either way, they're not invested. They made money. You left, they never have to see you again. Ask the people who have to see you every day about life advice. Ask the people who will be directly impacted by your decisions if you were to indeed start living every day like it was your last. Ask them for life advice. Okay? Can we stop with this 
guru bullshit and pretending like there's people out there in the world who have it all figured out. No one has it figured out. Fucking no one has it figured out. And if they tell you that they have it figured out, those are the people who have it figured out the least. Okay? They've got to be. Because you know what I have learned in my experience of being on this earth? Is that the more you think you know, the less you actually do. If you think you're smart, you're probably an idiot. And if you think you're dumb, you're probably smart. Because the more you know, the more you know, star, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I feel like that's what true wisdom actually is. True wisdom is actually realizing that you are an insignificant bag of meat on a speck of dust floating in the infinite abyss of a giant, impossibly huge cosmos of which we understand almost nothing. I mean... We are, like, you think some alien life form in a different galaxy gives two shits about you and what you think? Let's bring it back. Do you think your neighbor, who you don't ever talk to unless you're really good friends with them, you think that they're going to shed a single tear when you die? No. Like, <laughs> I mean... Do you think that the world is going to be any different just because you were in it? It's not. And, and the more you realize that, you, you would think that that would be depressing and miserable. But there's oddly some level of comfort in that. There's oddly some level of comfort in knowing that your decisions aren't going to have long-term impacts on the world. I mean, it's cool to think that, oh, I, you can make a positive impact on the world long term, but how many of those people have actually existed throughout history? And even then, how quickly are they forgotten? I mean, there's a handful of people that history has not forgot, that people continue to reference and perpetuate the, um, the legend of. A handful of people. Almost zero. Pretty much statistically zero. If, if you were to look at all the people who have ever been born. And, it's, it's not, and the more you realize that, I feel like that is wisdom. Knowing that, that is wisdom. And knowing that not everything is about you. And stop trying to make this life all about you. And living every day like it's your last. As if the world somehow is like this television show that you're the star of. And everyone is just a side character in 
the show starring you. That is, you're not the star. You're, I mean, you're like some extra in the background that's not even in focus that no one even sees and would not even miss if you were not there. And there's, there's kind of a beauty in that, if you think about it. Because what it's, it's not about you, the individual. It's about humans as a whole. You know, it's about the species as a whole. Like, we are just a, we are just a single cog in this giant machine. And I think we put way too much emphasis and value, value on, and not that you shouldn't value your life, just meaning that in terms of you should value your life for you. And you should value the lives of others around you, the, the people that you, you love and you care about. Those lives should be valued, yes. But you should still know that ultimately that this life is not about you, the individual. That you, the individual, are nothing without those people that are around you. Uh, who would you be if you were completely alone? No friends, no family, no interaction with others. So it's not about you. Because if it was about you, you could be on a deserted island somewhere and be perfectly happy. But it's not about you. Because that wouldn't make you happy. You'd lose your mind. Because it's not about you. It's about us. Together. It's about the group. It's about your loved ones. It's about your friends and family. It's about keeping a close-knit group of people around you that you know and trust. Um, that's what it's about. Real people, not online people. Not people who are online. People who have a vested interest in you and, and you have a vested interest in them. Meaning that their decisions would impact you and your decisions would impact them. Those people. Those are the people I'm talking about. I was also thinking that, you know, there's a lot of a lot of proclamations being made about how there's no difference between genders. Genders are equal, right? Like men and women are completely equal. And I got to thinking, okay, so if if women can be men and men can be women, then if you're a guy, well, okay, if you're biologically a guy, a male, and you transition into being, well, no, I'm sorry, Sam, this is confusing. If you're a biological female, and you transition into being a guy, and you say, I'm a guy now, and then you get pregnant, okay, so... If what you say is true, and you are a man, you're no different from any other man, but now you're pregnant, which is very different from any other man. Um, how come it's not weird that 
you are pregnant as a man, but that you, why is it weird that you're pregnant? Or not, it's not weird that you're pregnant, but it's weird that you have a name that doesn't match what you are now. Like, why didn't you keep your female name? So, like, you can be pregnant, and that's not weird. But if you don't change your name from Susan to Sam, somehow that's weird. So why change your name? Like, if it's not, if there's no difference between genders, and anybody can be anything, then why change your name? If you're a woman named Susan, biologically, and you transition into a man, like, getting pregnant, oh no, that's not weird, that's perfectly normal. I'm a man, and I am pregnant. But, okay, so, if, if gender doesn't really exist, then gender-based names aren't really assigned to one or the other, therefore Susan is not a male name or a female name. It's just a name that could apply to anyone. Then why change it? You know why you want to change it? You want to change it because you want to be the thing that you are wanting people to think that you are. But then you got to ask yourself, well, why do people associate Sam with a boy? And Susan with a girl because there are differences between genders because if there weren't it wouldn't matter you could be called whatever you want and it would apply to everyone and there are some unisex names like Jordan or what's another one Sam well I said Sam yeah Sam you know, it could be short for Samantha or Samuel. But anyway, I just thought that that was uh, very strange. There's a lot of things that just don't make sense logically when you break it down. And I'm not saying, listen, I don't give a shit. I'm not saying that, you know, if a biological female wants to, you know say that they're a guy and insist that you call them Sam. What? If, whatever. Okay. It doesn't affect me personally. I honestly don't care. It's, it's just, there's these things that, these questions that get raised during those conversations, which just, there's not a good answer for, and that's really what I'm more interested in. I'm really more interested in just the logic behind it. And when something doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. It's not like it doesn't make sense because it's different. It doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. Like, I literally have students who ask me if guys can get pregnant. And I'm like, no, biological males can't get pregnant. And I had a kid try to argue with me and be like, yes, they can. And I was like, no, no, like you, like you literally can like biological men literally can't like you don't you don't have the parts it's like guys you guys you don't you don't have eggs 
you you gotta have an egg you can't have a baby without an egg you don't have an egg you gotta have a sperm and an egg you don't have the egg you can't get pregnant it's like even if you did have an egg you don't have a uterus you don't have the uterus for the egg to attach to to grow in you don't have the parts you know it's like why can't a car be an airplane because it doesn't have the parts that's why and you can't give it the parts like there's nothing you can do to make it have the parts it will, it will never have the parts you can't have the parts you know maybe it was a bad example because there's probably some fucking nerd out there who's like oh yeah technically I could uh, yeah, you could take a car and uh, some guy in Idaho 10 years ago he uh, he took his old uh, SUV and he modified it and turned it into a flying aeroplane maybe that was a bad example you see what I'm trying to say my point is you don't have the parts and you can't you literally can't I was trying to explain this to the kids and they were like oh and and I don't know I still don't know if they 100% got it because I'm not even sure if they know what a uterus is these are freshmen by the way high school freshmen uh, so they're not like you know little kids I would never talk about this with little kids and even when I did talk about it I didn't go into detail I just said you don't you don't have the parts to, to, to make a baby. So you literally can't. And but they still even then were like, "Wait, I don't I don't understand. What why 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 not?" And it's like already in this short period of time, you're starting to see like this manipulation of the minds of the the younger generation of how like they're they're being they're they're trying they're they're being brought up to believe something that is just entirely not true. Um, and it's and the only way to combat that is just, and it's not like I'm making this up. Like it's not a transphobic statement to say that men can't, they, they literally can't. And they're like, well, what about someone who has both parts? I'm like, someone who has both parts. What are you talking about? Like, even if you have both parts, it doesn't mean you have all the parts. Like, there's you need more than just a vagina. You need a vagina. You need ovaries. You need eggs, healthy, fertile eggs to come out of those ovaries. And then you need them to attach to a uterus, a healthy, functioning uterus. And then you need to be able to carry it to term. Okay? And all of these things need to work together at the same time. And, uh... Typically, there is a genetic disorder, which I've looked up and researched. Um, there is a genetic disorder where you can actually have a third sex chromosome. You can, you know, because males are XY, females are XX, but it is possible to have a third copy of a chromosome. Just like with Down syndrome, if you have a third copy of your 21st chromosome, uh, which you're supposed to have two, chromos two chromosomes, uh, for each chromosome type. You have 23 different kinds of chromosomes and you have two of each, so you have a total of 46. Your 21st pair of chromosomes, what we call pair number 21, uh, that's what it's called. Um, you can have, you're supposed to have two copies and it's possible to get a third copy of a gene, which is right not good. You're not supposed to have more than two of each. 
and if you get a third copy of this 21st chromosome, that is specifically Down syndrome. Now, you can get a third copy of any of the chromosomes. You can get a third copy of your first chromosomes, your you know chromosome pair number two, chromosome pair number three. You can get a third chromosome injected into what's supposed to be just two uh, of each. And each one, depending on what you get a third copy of, will have a different effect on your physiology. You can also have less. You can have, instead of having two chromosomes of each type, you can just have maybe one of this type of chromosome, and you're missing one. And that can also have its own effects, depending on which chromosome pair you are missing a chromosome out of. Um, and it is possible to have a third copy of your sex chromosomes, which are the X and Y chromosomes. So you can have two X's, or you can have an X and a Y. X and Y is male, X and X is female. Okay, so you can have a third, you can have XXX, which is like a super female. You can have XYY, which is like a super male. Or you can have XXY, which is like a female, but with that added male chromosome. And typically what happens in that case is that people will have, really, they might have, both parts but it's not like a fully functioning both parts and it's not going to look in function like it would on a normal male or female um, maybe one of them is there but it doesn't even work maybe both are there neither one really works um, you know I mean it's and typically even those people they're not they're not fertile they're, they're typically sterile uh, because then if you had both parts and they both functioned, you could get yourself pregnant. And that's not a thing, at least that I'm aware of, that has ever happened <laughs> or, or can even happen. So there's a little bit of biology for you. Um, and it's not transphobic to say that. Like, I'm not being transphobic. I'm just stating facts. These are just facts. Anyway, but what if we took all these wokesters and we put them in reservations? Like, you know, they could they could have their own way of life and not have to interact with all of us racist, xenophobic, capitalist patriarchy. You know, we we could just we could just put them into camps call them concentration camps. Uh, I'm not saying we should put them in concentration camps. I'm just saying we should put them in camps where they are concentrated together in a certain area away from the rest of us. And then they can build this perfect utopian society that they want. And the rest of us will just have to stay back in this fucking awful dystopia with schools and police and firefighters and grocery stores and restaurants on every corner and, you know, functioning roads and uh, a monetary system. I mean, we, you know, all of these things we, we would just have to put up with while they live in their little paradise um, in the place where they create this perfect society. 
thinking that would be easy. But if we offered that, let's say we offered that, not a single goddamn one of them would take that. Not a single one. And if you're one of those wokesters and you're listening, and if every like if if you have it all figured out, then just just go, just go do it. Leave this awful place and go do your own thing. But they won't. It's getting serious. It's not supposed to get serious. It's supposed to be fun. But for some reason, it kind of always arcs in that way. Um, I was thinking, you know, companies like to call themselves families. Like, whenever they hire you. Welcome to the uh, Marriott family. Or whatever. Insert company name here, family. Um, and I used to be like, that's such bullshit. Like, I hate when people do that. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, holy shit, they kind of really are like a family. Because, you know, they're... There's people who are forced to go to a place and be together. And... They only tolerate each other because they have to. And they don't even really know most of the people that they work with. They just kind of tolerate them. And I was like, oh shit, these companies really are like families. So I have this weird thing where when I take, you know, with my underwear, I'm weird about my underwear. I can keep my underwear on for, you know, a day or two. But let's say from the time I put on these underwear and for the next day or two, okay? So sometime in between that time, I I can take them I can take them down to, you know, to go use the restroom. And then I can pull them back up and that's fine. As long as they don't come off my feet. But once the underwear have left the vicinity of my feet and they have left my body and they're on the floor or just not on my body at all. Once they leave, they go past my toes. Once they go past my toes, I cannot put the underwear back on. I have to get a new pair of underwear. It's just weird. What is that about? Like I'm wearing my underwear. It's the same underwear that I just pulled down. I can pull it down to my knees and I can pull it back up and that's fine. But if I pull it down and it comes past my toes and off of my body, I can't put it back on. I feel dirty. I feel like if I put those underwear back on after they have left past my toes it's like I'm putting on an old pair of underwear that are dirty but it's the same underwear that I just had but something about that I just can't do it that's a really weird thing I don't know what it is I guess it's like once it's completely off my body 
it might as well be two weeks old. But as long as it doesn't completely leave my body, it's still the same pair of underwear. And I can just pull it right back up <laughs> and pee just fine. Anyone else like that? Maybe. You know, there's a lot of prescription drug commercials out there. You know, you see them all the time. And I'm not going to make a joke about how the side effects are worse than the disease that you're suffering from that you need the medicine for in the first place. That's been done. What I don't get is why on the commercials are they telling me to ask my doctor about it? Ask your doctor about Ambien. Okay, if if he's the medical expert and I go to him because I can't sleep, why the fuck do I have to tell him about Ambien? I don't understand. Why why do I who in what instance has that ever happened where someone went to the doctor and said, "You know, doc, I really can't sleep." And the doctor was like, "I don't know what the fuck to tell you." <laughs> And then you had to be the one to tell him about Ambien. Like, well, you know, I heard about this this drug on a commercial. It's called Ambien. It's supposed to help you sleep. He's like, huh, I've never heard of that. Ambien, you say? Let me look it up real quick. Oh, yeah, turns out I have some in the back. You had it and you didn't know that you had it or know what it was? When has that ever happened? In the history of medicine ever, has the patient come in and told the doctor about a medicine he previously did not know about, and the doctor gave it to them? When? Never. If you're a fat guy with tits, are you more of a woman than a woman who is transitioning into a man? My nephew has a girlfriend. He gave the girlfriend a promise ring. And I said, so you're engaged? And he said, no. It's just a promise ring. And I said, well, what are you promising her? He said, that I'll, that I'll marry her someday. And I said, so you gave her a ring indicating that you will someday in the future marry her. He said, yeah. I said, so you're engaged. And his eyes got real big. <laughs> I was going through the drive-thru at Taco Bell. And after placing my order, the person asked me, do you want to round up to the next dollar to support students? And then I was like, which students? <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> I was like, which students? They're like, I, I, I don't really, I don't know. I really don't know, sir. I'm sorry. And I said, well, 
I mean, depending on the student, I might want to round up to the next dollar. But then again, I also might not. So, like, that's important information to know. Like, that, that makes a difference. And she was like, sir, I'm sorry, I, I really don't. It just says students here. We're just supposed to ask. Like, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a thing that they tell us because we're trying to raise money for this place. I was like, which place? She was like, the Boys and Girls Club. And I was like, so, not students. <laughs> so I was uh, administrating a test. Administering a test. Administrating? Administering? You know what I mean. Um, two students. And... We got finished early, and we and, and we couldn't leave the room because it was like a very controlled thing. We had to go through this procedure. So anyway, we had some downtime after the test before we were able to leave. And I told the kids, I was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be fun. Let's play Hangman." Yeah, you know, Hangman, the thing on the board. You draw the, you know, the thing with uh, I don't know. Looks like a cane, and then you gotta. Every time they gotta guess a word, you put the blanks up there. They gotta guess it, and if they get it wrong, you draw like a body part. Start with the head, you know, and work your way down. And if they get all the body parts, then it's hangman. They're dead. Ah, they get. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I put the thing up there, and I'm having, and and I'm I'm going through it, and whenever I say, hey, let's play hangman. Some students like hang person. And I'm like, huh? Hang person. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? They're like, it's it's not hang man, it's hang person. It's like, okay. I, I was like, it's just the name of the game. I was like, because I knew where it was going. I was like, okay, guys, this is gonna be one of these. Fucking blue-haired libbies been spending too much time, you know, uh, on TikTok. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna. This is just what it's called, you know. Hangman, you're you're gendering it. It really should be hang person because women can be hung just as easily as men. <laughs> and I was like, all right, go prove it. Didn't even mention anything about the fact that I was using a black expo marker. I mean, could you imagine the news headlines on that? Teacher draws picture of hanging person with black marker in classroom and forces students to engage in a what he called a fun activity. Like that's some shit that would actually happen. In 2022. I was getting gas the other day. You know gas prices are up right now. I was getting gas the other day. And it was like 379.9. And I'm like. What's that extra 9? And it's always been there. I've just never really thought about it. You know you go to the gas pump. You put in the gas. It's like 3.799. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, and then I started thinking, where else does that exist in society? Like, in what other market or industry are people allowed to charge dollars to the thousandth decimal point? (laughs) The first two I get, the 3.79, $3.79, but that extra nine... That $3.79 and nine tenths of a cent. Or nine, no, sorry, what is that? Nine thousandths of a cent. Like, I started wondering, how much does that extra nine thousandth of a cent add up to be over every single gallon of gas purchased? every day over the course of a year like how much extra money are these whoever this is that's making the extra money i don't know if that's the 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 gas station or if that's the uh the oil suppliers you know the gas companies i don't i don't know who it is that's getting this extra nine thousandth of a cent but i started wondering what does that equate to in terms of additional revenue by charging that additional nine thousandth of a cent. All right, so I did the math, and uh, turns out that Americans in 2020 used about 123 billion gallons of motor gasoline. Uh, this is according to EIA.gov. The Energy Information Administration. It's a .gov, so that makes me think that it's official. Um, Not that everything the government says is true, but you know what I mean. Um, So if you take that number of 200 and... No, I'm sorry, 123 billion gallons, and you multiply it by 0.009, which is that extra nine-tenths, or nine-thousandths, I'm sorry, um, of a dollar, then that equates to $1.1 billion in additional revenue just by doing nothing other than adding a third decimal point after the second decimal point where everyone else stops at. Like, there's no other industry or market that can charge a third decimal point, yet gasoline companies can charge a third, or or maybe it's the convenience stores that are doing that. I don't know. But who the fuck is getting this additional $1.1 billion in annual revenue off of this imaginary third decimal point that no one else gets to charge? And why do they get to charge it? I should try to look that up. So I'm looking that up, and um, a lot of articles that I'm seeing over and over again are, they're trying to kind of glaze over it, 
Uh, it says, you see, this is just one example, but they all say the same thing. You see, pricing gas by the nine-tenths of a cent, uh, which I guess they mean by the third decimal point, which it's not nine-tenths, it's nine-thousandths, but anyway, or whatever. Uh, pricing gas by that works a lot like when other stores sell items for prices ending with 0.99. Shoppers place much greater emphasis on the first number in a price and tend to ignore the least significant digits, which are the last ones. But I'm going to call bullshit on that because that's like that sounds like bullshit. Because instead of charging 360, they're saying that oh they could charge 360. But they're only charging 3.599. No, that's not the issue. They're not going to charge 360 because they want to charge 359 because it looks good. If they wanted it to look better than 360, they could charge 359 a gallon. That's not the issue. I get that. My issue is that extra nine at the end. If it really is just about making it look more appealing by putting 359 instead of 360, why not just put 359? Why do you have the third the, the, the third number? Why do you have the other nine? That's bullshit. This is a fucking money grab. And I don't know how they can legally get away with it. I should look it up. So I did look it up, and I'm not finding anything. Now, I didn't spend a ton of time uh, looking for it, but I, you know, I just did several different combinations of search terms, like trying to find out, like, was there a law passed that allowed gas companies to charge that extra third digit? Um, but all I kept getting was uh, justifications for, like I said before, about charging it just to make it look better than charging 360 charging 3.599 which we already talked about why that's bullshit but um anyway so yeah I, I don't know there's there's not a good answer out there i'd be interested to know if anyone has an answer to that please feel free to email this just inbox at gmail.com this just inbox all together at gmail.com so we had two cats. Um, we have a cat named Butters, and we had a cat named Rosie. Now, sad story about Rosie. Um, while my now ex-wife, but when we were still married, um, while she was out of town with my son, they were on a trip. Um, the cat, I, I came home and the, and the cat was, the, the second cat, I couldn't find, you know, they, they spend time outside, uh, it's, it's not, it wasn't uncommon for the cats to go roaming the neighborhood and then come back um, later on, so I didn't think much of it when I, when I was there and I, I came home from work and uh, the cat wasn't in the backyard, the one cat was, but the other one wasn't, I didn't think much of it, I was like, oh, she'll show up, she always does. So, anyway, nighttime came, cat didn't show up. That was really weird. Started getting worried. Next morning came. I thought, well, maybe she'll be there in the morning. She wasn't there. 
nighttime came again, wasn't there. Next morning came, wasn't there. Started, you know, now I'm freaked out. Now I know something's going on. So, I, you know, I go out in the alleyway. I go out in the backyard, go out the driveway, back into the alleyway. We have an alleyway behind the house. And I'm looking up and down. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm just looking. Um... I'm, I'm looking in neighbors' yards. I'm looking under their cars. I'm just kind of looking around just to see, like, what the hell's going on? Like, maybe I'll get lucky for some reason. She's close by. Um, and there's a smell, this dead animal smell. And it's coming from our trash can. And I'm like, fucking no. So I walk over to the trash can and I open up the lid, and the smell just hits me. And there's this black bag in the bottom of our trash can. It is not our trash bag. Our trash bags are white. We do not use black trash bags. There is a black trash bag at the bottom of our trash can that's sitting out at the end of the driveway. And I pick it up, and I'm like, surely not. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, surely not. This can't, that's, can't be it. Maybe my wife, she threw something away. Maybe that, that, like, this can't be what I think it is. So I pull the bag out. And I open up the bag. And I see fur. Someone had run over our cat. In the alleyway, right behind our house. And instead of saying something or letting anyone know, this person, whoever it was, must have been someone who lived on that street, because who else goes up and down the alleyway other than people that live on that street? No one. It's not a through traffic street. So someone on my street, who lives on my street, ran over my cat, and instead of saying anything put the cat in a trash bag and dumped the bag into my can and did not leave a note, did not say anything, nothing. And had I not discovered the cat on my own would have been taken to the dump and I never would have known what would have happened. So I'm pissed because of that. And I started thinking, I was like, okay, either the person knew that was my cat and chose not to say anything and just dumped them in my trash can. Or they didn't know it was my cat. And they just put this random cat that they ran over. Into some one of their neighbor's trash cans. And fucking drove off. Like. Put it in your own fucking. If that's the case. Put it in your own trash can. Why are you putting it in my trash can? If you don't know it's my cat. And you run over a cat in the alleyway, and you don't know whose cat it is, why do you put it in someone's, some random person's trash? Why don't you take it to your own fucking house, put it in your own trash can? So, I'm pissed off about that. So I'm like, the fucker must have known it was my cat. They must have known, and then he's dumped it in my trash can. But then, they didn't tell me. What were they hoping to do? They were hoping that I would just find, which I did, but like, they didn't know I was going to find it. So anyway, I'm like, Fuck. Now I gotta break the, you know, my son loves the cat. I gotta call. I gotta break the fucking news to them. I gotta tell them that the cat's dead. So, 
I'm trying to think in my head like how I'm going to break the news to you know my wife and son that one of our cats is dead and you know I I I tried to keep it light you know I I did the best I could to break the news as easily as I could and I said I called and I was like uh listen there's something I got to tell you. She said, what? And I said, our cat food bill has been cut in half. And now I'm not married anymore. Good night.